If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to HuffPost's weekly podcast, Am I Making You Uncomfortable? Presented by me, Rachel Moss. And me, Brogan Driscoll. This podcast is a frank, honest conversation about women's bodies, health and private lives. We cover underreported issues and tackle topics you're too squeamish to talk to your mates about. This week, we'll be talking about why women cheat with therapist Miranda Christophers and podcast hosts Audrey Indome and Tolani Shonai, or Tolly, from the brilliant The Receipts podcast. Join in the conversation on social media by using the hashtag AIMYU. turning 44 at the end of the month and a week ago today I cheated on my husband. We've been together 16 years. He's perfect in every way apart from our sex life is non-existent. He's never been into sex. I love sex and he doesn't. I ignored his lack of interest because he was everything I wanted in a husband. We have two children. From the outside we look like the perfect family. He's getting his needs met while I stay home with the kids bored frustrated and lonely. I met someone online and agreed to meet him. The sex was amazing. I don't regret it, not one bit. I came back and spoke to my husband about how frustrated I am. We'll stay together for the moment anyway. I love him, but I'm not in love with him. If I didn't have my children, I'd leave, but I know they would be devastated. Years ago, I cheated on my now ex-boyfriend. We had been having some problems for a while, and during a work party one night, we had a big fight. I thought we were broken up, and me being heartbroken, went back into the club where my colleagues cheered me up with booze. My boss and I had been flirting for months and had a lot of alcohol, and the sadness of the fight with my boyfriend ended up with me in my boss's bed. The day after, my boyfriend called me and apologised, and he said he wanted to work on us. Because we were technically broken up, albeit for less than 24 hours, I never told him about what had happened. We broke up about a year later, but we're still friends now. I'll never tell him. Cheating obviously brings up a lot of deep emotions for people, especially if you're someone who's been cheated on or you're someone whose parents broke up when you were a child and cheating was involved there. So you might wonder why we're talking about this topic at all and why we want to hear from people who have cheated. But we really feel like we don't really hear that side of the story a lot. And this podcast episode isn't about excusing cheating, but it's also not about putting women on trial. It's basically just about standing back and exploring what's going on and asking why do we cheat because when you try and take the emotion away from it a little bit it is actually a really really fascinating topic yeah I agree um and also I think it's important to 
point out that it's not really like a black and white subject um, at all. Um, obviously, we're not pro cheating in any sense. And as Rachel said, like cheating can be devastating for people and for families. Um, but we just really want to explore the topic. There's a psychotherapist called Esther Perel, who I'm a little bit obsessed with, who does really fascinating work on infidelity. She has actually written a book about it called The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity, and hosts a brilliant podcast called Where Should We Begin, which is essentially a recording of a couple's first therapy session. And cheating is one of the topics that comes up quite a lot um, in these uh, sessions that, that, are, that are part of the podcast. And it was only when listening to the way that Esther approaches their stories, she says that what she works on with couples is the hurt and betrayal on one side, but also the kind of growth and self-discovery on the other side. It's not necessarily, I think what we want to kind of look at is that it isn't just like good and evil. There are sometimes some reasons why people do cheat and we just wanted to kind of explore that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right in that cheating stereotypically is victim versus villain. If you've been cheated on, you're the victim. If you've done the cheating, you're the villain. And I definitely maybe had that view when I was a little younger, but as I've grown up and heard more and more friends' stories, now that I'm not only the, you know, the child hearing about cheating, but the adult, when it's surrounding mm-hmm. you, you get different perceptions of it. And I read uh, Monica Ellie's Brick Lane a few years ago, and that book involves cheating, and it is so good. Like mm-hmm. I can't recommend that book enough if um, anyone listening hasn't read it. But one of the core storylines is that the protagonist cheats, and the moment where she cheats with someone I kind of don't want to spoil all the details around it but it is a real moment of empowerment for her Mm. when that happens and it you kind of want her to do it and it makes you Mm. actually think you know what there are some times when people you can understand the reason why it's not necessarily an excuse maybe she should have spoken to her husband first but it's not an excuse but it is a reason and what I also love about that book as it breaks some of the stereotypes around gender when it comes to cheating. Mm-hmm. So I think stereotypically, there's this idea that men cheat because they're testosterone fueled and they love boobs and they want sex. <laughs> Obviously, I'm talking about heterosexual men. and But in heterosexual relationships, there's this idea that women cheat because they're lonely or maybe they're not emotionally fulfilled. And although parts of, you know, in Brick Lane, the protagonist is lonely, she also just wants a good shag. And <laughs> I love that. It's like, it's quite, it's quite steamy. It's great. And I think sometimes women do cheat for sex. And actually just hearing that, all right, the cheating part's maybe not great, but it's quite refreshing to acknowledge it and to see it as part of life. I think also some, a way that cheating has changed quite considerably in the last decade or so is the fact that there are so many kind of new ways to cheat there's obviously like the kind of old-fashioned shagging as you mentioned um but then there's also you know sexting and some people even kind of consider watching porn cheating as well which I think is quite interesting which we can kind of get into later um when preparing for this podcast we we 
came across some research that said that um, emotional affairs are becoming more common than physical affairs. Um, 45% of men and 35% of women have admitted to having an emotional affair in the past, which is quite interesting as well. You're right, there are so many ways and I wonder whether all of these versions of cheating have contributed to the fact that more women are cheating. So there's a bunch of studies around this. Your your pal Esther Perel is one of the people who've written about this, that women appear to be cheating far more frequently now than they did back in 1990, or maybe we're just admitting to cheating a bit more. There's also some university studies that back that up as well. There was one American study that said 23% of men had cheated and 19% of women had cheated at least once. That gender gap does seem to be closing. So women are doing it. We might as well talk about it. It doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And we're really pleased that some women got in touch to share their stories with us of why they cheated. You'll hear some of those played throughout this episode from women in their own voices. But because of the subject matter, some women also said to us this week that they um, just didn't really want to record it in their voice. They were a bit worried about being recognised. You'll also hear some uh, being read out by members of the HuffPost team. And I think that just goes to show how much stigma there is about cheating still. It's a really complex topic. We can never boil down one reason why women cheat and obviously every relationship and every person is very unique but it's it's just a great one to explore there's so much to get at i cheated when i was 31 three months before my wedding i started an affair I felt like i was in a wedding juggernaut which i couldn't stop and wondered if what i had with my intended husband was it He was very nice and kind, but not exciting or challenging. There was no passion, but I didn't want to be alone and I felt the weight of expectation with all the invites out. The wedding was in July and in the April, I went to a meeting and sat next to someone I fell for instantly. A month later, the affair began. He was everything my fiance wasn't. I still got married, but I left my husband after nine months for the other man. We're still together with two kids. Now we're joined by sex and relationship therapist Miranda Christophers. She works with both couples and individuals to help them achieve healthy, happy sex lives. Um, So today we're exploring why women cheat. Um, Obviously all relationships and individuals are completely different, um, but we wondered whether there were any patterns that you've noticed working with female clients who have been unfaithful. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I see at the moment probably just as many couples where it's been the female um, who has been unfaithful in the relationship um, equally as much as the men. And there are def- many different reasons. It can be about what's going on for that um, individual person. So it can be, um, you know, if they're perhaps low self-esteem, um, sort of bored in their life, seeking some kind of escapism. Um, so it could be for a real sort of personal individual reason as opposed to necessarily a problem with the relationship. Um, but that that said, you know, for for some people, it is an issue with the relationship and they are unhappy. Um, but there are so many different reasons, as I say, you know, there's um, perhaps one of the most common ones I think I see with women is the sort of 
the need to feel desired. Another reason you may see is whether there's been perhaps an infidelity or um, sort of an interest outside the relationship on their partner's behalf. So that may have opened up their eyes to the idea of sort of looking outside the relationship. Other reasons, um, you know, such as just no longer feeling attracted to their partner. You know, that that's, it's it's not one that people like to hear, but unfortunately it is something that comes up. Um, the other thing, of course, is the emotional affairs. They feel the partner um, isn't as interested as perhaps they once were. Um, and for others, it can just be about the passion and the thrill. We were we were talking a little before you joined us about the increase in uh, the amount of women who are cheating or who are just talking about cheating. So Esther Perel um, says that the amount of women who have cheated has increased 40 percent since 1990, which is quite a staggering figure. In your opinion, why do you think there's a rise? I suppose one of the things would be accessibility. We do have mobile phones. That's what we call, um, you know, come into place since, certainly since the 1990s. Um, so it's a lot easier from that point of view to have an affair now, you know, to be able to text somebody, to be able to uh, arrange a rendezvous, to be able to flirt, to, um, you know, to meet somebody on Instagram or to rekindle an old relationship with a, an old school friend. You know, all of these things are so much more accessible. And I think, you know, well, for women today, I mean, you know, we're all aware of the, the gender gap and, and that's very much there in terms of um, sort of sexuality. And um, and I, I think, you know, for some women, it is about, um, you know, really sort of looking at, at sort of situations and thinking that, you know, if, if, if men are able to do something, then then women are too. So, so there's, uh, I think life's changed a lot over 30 years, really. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Work's probably a big one because the fact that the data suggests that the figures haven't increased that much for men, but they have for women. 30 mm-hmm. years ago, I guess women just weren't working as much as well. So where do you meet people if you've not got apps and things? Yeah. Something I think that that's, that's also changed a lot um, with, as you, as you mentioned, kind of um, technology is the kind of ways that people can cheat. So with your clients, do you find quite a quite like a broad range of what people class as cheating we'd be quite interested to hear about that like because it's not all just about sex is it yeah I mean people do this okay this this comes down to individuals and individual relationships in terms of what people regard as cheating um and what is okay for one relationship is not okay for another um I definitely find clinically and speaking that um a lot of people are very tolerant of porn for example lots of lots of women sort of acknowledge that their partner may use porn or they suspect they may use porn and that doesn't seem to bother them I would say as a general theme um, of course it does very much affect some so you know then you're looking at it um, and working with it in the sense of an infidelity so uh, yeah it, it really does sort of vary in terms of um, what people's boundaries and our expectations are in terms of their relationships, you know, for some people with more more open relationships, you know, they may have agreements where if they if they're away, you know, potentially they can have an encounter. But again, you know, you know, if that's the case, and somebody's then had a relationship where they're continuously contacting somebody, they may then regard that as cheating. So it, it the boundaries vary really from person to person, and and how each person sees an infidelity does vary. It's really interesting that you mentioned boundaries. Um, we wanted to ask about that are is kind of some boundary setting something that you advise for couples or for individuals when going into a relationship 
I would honestly say now for people going into a relationship, the sooner you set down your boundaries in terms of what is okay and what's not okay, um, it will make life a whole load easier in the long run. Just and, and not just about not just about affairs, just about it everything really you know if people really understand you and know what, what what your limits are and what's okay and what's not okay it just it just makes everything a lot easier so um definitely around um you know contact with other people things that could be potentially deemed as an infidelity if you've got it out there it's clear you know so in terms of porn in terms of things like strip clubs that's another one that, that might come up for people in terms of you know just so people understand the boundaries around um you know whether they stay out at night just so it's really really clear i'd really suggest that people do that and if they haven't there's there's no harm in introducing that at any time you know it can be done in a way that's um comfortable for both partners so i definitely recommend that Hmm. if one person in the relationship has cheated so i guess we're talking about women in this instance so if you're a woman who has cheated should you go ahead and tell your partner? Because I have to admit, if my partner cheated on me, would I want to know? You know, it's one of those things you kind of have to ask yourself. If they never do it again, maybe it's rocking the boat. Where do you stand on that as a therapist? Should you always fess up? Okay, I would definitely say there's a lot to consider. And I think you have to just take a step back and give yourself that time to consider it. So you might want to ask yourself, does it still pose a risk to the relationship? Um, how is your partner likely to respond? We, we know it's going to cause distress, but could it cause sort of an untold level of, it, of distress? Um, and one thing to, I would say to ask yourself is, are you being honest because you feel your partner needs to know or because you want to unburden yourself? And I think that's quite an important question to, to ask yourself. So, you know, if you're going to tell them, are you telling them because actually fundamentally something needs to change in the relationship and you're ready to kind of do the work on it to make those changes um you know so that's something else to consider um there's a saying uh which we all know uh once a cheat always a cheat um is there any truth in that and how do people stop the cycle if they want to change their behavior so i think in terms of once a cheat always a cheat i mean I think that's like anything in life. Can we really just tar somebody with a brush? Can we say mm-hmm. you are you are one thing because you've done something once? Mm-hmm. Are you one thing because you've done something twice? No, you know, we're, we're human, we make mistakes, we live, we learn, some change, some don't. And, uh, you know, we need to perhaps look at each situation for itself. There are different reasons. There, are, there can be fundamentally bigger issues underneath. For example, some... Some people may cheat and may may repeatedly cheat. They may have attachment issues, for example, in which case perhaps they need to work on those attachment issues or, or issues from childhood um, or trauma, you know, to try and work through those things to make sure that that's not then kind of carrying on through their life. So there's other stuff going on for them, essentially. Um, and for others, no, it may be it may be quite an isolated incident it may be a one-off that they deeply regret so so it definitely wouldn't be good to say you know once a cheat always a cheat um and in in terms of sort of um you know preventing it that you know for, from continuous continuing on because it's happened once you know you don't want it to continue on it's really kind of reevaluating things and thinking actually what do you want from your relationship are you getting what you want in your current relationship 
you're not getting what you want, you know, can you talk to your partner about it? Can you, you know, share your feelings with them? No doubt there's going to be things that they're looking for as well that they might like to either come into the relationship or remove from the relationship. So, so definitely, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever go for once anything you're, that you would label yourself as something for life. I was hoping you'd say that anyway. That gives <laughs> Obviously, the aftermath of, of an affair when when kind of the um, person who's been cheated on finds out is d- devastating. Um, when you work with couples and, and clients, how do you even kind of begin to help them rebuild a relationship or to recover, you know, kind of get over it, I guess? So one of the first things I seek to understand um, from each of the partners is really what it, um, what the affair um, meant to each so for the person who had the affair, what what they gained from it, you know, what why they went into it, so what it actually meant to them. Um, and for the person who, um, you know, that has been cheated on, for them to be able to explain um, to them, to them so obviously to understand for themselves, but to share mm-hmm. with their partner what finding out of it has meant to them. So what mm. the affair and the impact of it has meant to them. I think one of the important things, and I see this see this a lot um, when working with infidelity, is is around trust. So one of the things that's really difficult is obviously when the trust is broken, um, and it's devastating for the person who's been cheated on because, of course, they feel that their, their trust has been broken, um, and the, and that often don't know how they'll ever rebuild that trust again um, and for the person that's cheated it's also devastating because they've been trusted until that point and to lose that trust um, is really really very difficult for them. What what advice would you have when cheating hasn't happened yet so for any women listening to this episode who are maybe thinking about it have been mm-hmm. tempted to cheat is there anything preventative that they can do to work on themselves or their relationship? just ask yourself what's missing you know as a basic question you know what's missing what why are you considering it you know you might find that it's as, as I mentioned earlier it might be something just very much about yourself as opposed to being something about the relationship it, you know it could be that it's about the relationship either way to really identify what, what it's about you know is this about your self-esteem is this because you're chasing some kind of passion is this because you're in search of escapism or is this because actually you're unhappy in your relationship or dissatisfied with your sex life? So it's thinking about what those things are and then actually really taking the bull by the horns and, and thinking, let me work on these things. We have one final question for you that mm-hmm. we put to all of our podcast guests. And that is what makes you uncomfortable? <laughs> what makes me uncomfortable? Um Probably one of the most uncomfortable things that happens from time to time is um, if somebody's made me dinner or if I've gone to, particularly if I've gone to a dinner party and I've forgotten to tell them that I'm vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> really quite awkward. <laughs> what do you do? Do you, I presume you don't eat it. You don't just I suffer talk. in silence. No, I talk a lot. I've just pushed it to the side under the potatoes. Well, if you're too busy talking, you don't have time to eat, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. It was really welcome. Yeah, thank you, Miranda. Uh Thanks for inviting me. It's great. I'm in a same sex relationship, and I've been married to my partner for two years but we've been together for about nine 
and they're really high achieving, they're really accomplished. And so oftentimes when we meet people or we're hanging out with friends, it kind of feels like it's, you know, all about the great things that they're doing and all the cool things that they're doing. And it often felt like I kind of fell into the shadows or I, I really assumed this role where people just saw me as like, oh, that person's wife. I think over time it just kind of took a toll. And so when I went on a holiday with one of my friends, it was just really nice to kind of be seen as just me. And I know that it was really selfish, but at the time it just felt so freeing. And so I didn't really think about what the ramifications would be. It really helped me see how unhappy I was with myself and that was impacting the relationship that I had with my partner. You just heard from Miranda Christophers. We're now joined by Audrey Indome and Tolly Shonai, who host the Receipts podcast alongside Milena Sanchez. Their brilliant podcast provides unadulterated girl talk with no filter. They cover everything from relationships to race, religion and everyday life experiences. Every other week, they produce Your Receipts, where they talk through listener dilemmas. So for us, they were the perfect choice for this particular episode. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. We're super excited to have you on today. Thanks Thanks for having us. We're really excited. Great. So we're talking about women and cheating. And I know that you have covered cheating loads on your own podcast. So I want to get your take on it to kick things off. Why do you think women cheat? Oughts. She said oughts because I've cheated in the past. Um, And I have my theories about it. Do you know what it is? I think that women cheat. I used to think, oh, it's because of emotion. And usually we would meet someone and we would be more emotionally connected to that person and maybe we're not being fulfilled in our relationships and that's why but honestly as time has gone up I've realized that we just cheat because we want to I'm not saying that there's no emotional um aspects at all because I think that in order to I guess cheat on your partner and take it to that next level it almost has to be worth the risk sometimes but I just think we do it because we want to and I think that there will be in any situation whether it's a man or a woman people that cheat because the opportunity presents itself and they just take it and other people that just do it because they want to. And I think it's the same for women. I don't think it's I don't think it's got anything to do with emotion anymore. You see, before I used to all I would swear up and down that like women were women who cheated was because it was emotional, was because they wasn't like getting fed in their relationships and they were looking for some sort of like emotional connection or it's like they've got a partner at home but then their guy at work is always like, oh, you look nice today. Have you had your hair done? And yeah. like do those little things. Well, again, I feel like I am kind of like minimizing women's urges to also want to have sex with other yeah. people. They just want to like, shag. It's yeah, they exactly. like, literally just want to shag yeah. someone else or like Audrey said, the opportunity arises itself. And I do think sometimes we kind of like diminish that sometimes we have these quote-unquote animal urges that men have as well. We too want to be shagged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, also, and I also think that women are better cheaters. Oh, I much better. better oh, oh, how men, so? Men are idiotic yeah. when they cheat. Like, Please you are elaborate. such an idiot. How have you got yeah. her name saved as Lucy? Like, if I was to cheat, the name would be like Pizza Hut or like Domino's. So it's like, you know, you get a random, you get a random text yeah. from Domino's and Pizza every so often. So it's not obvious. Men don't delete the track. Delete the track record. Delete everything. <laughs> but I 
when men get caught cheating by like text messages or like someone looking for their phone, I was like, you amateur. I agree. I think we're much sneakier. I think we're much smarter. And I think, do you know what? I think because we're underestimated so much, a lot of the times we can get away with it because men just don't really expect it. Like yeah. even in 2020, guys, like if you if you've seen any videos or memes or whatever, just of men that have found out that their girl has cheated on them. Honestly, they are so They're surprised. So they could be the bummiest guy with no job, with no teeth, and they will still <laughs> be surprised that they got cheated on. And it's, it's the male ego. Thing. It's the ego. It's the ego. Like, yeah. Exactly. They They've got this thing that women don't do that and that it's everything to do with their ego and little and to power. do with the fact that, yeah. exactly, that you've actually got the ability to do it. So I think it's also kind of easier for us to get away with it. But we're just slicker, we're smarter. And I think we've learned from a lot from their mistakes as well. Because like Tolly was saying, men are so lame sometimes. Like, they don't delete their chats. They don't do the obvious things. And we, we've got all of that stuff covered. I have never cheated, but I do think I'd be good at it. Yeah, you'd be sick. Like I, yeah, I feel like I'd be really good at it. Actually, would you? Because I feel like you'd be really honest with him. As long as I'm not asked straight down the line, like, are you cheating on me? Because then I'd be like, well, so what What, <laughs> what even is cheating anyway? <laughs> Define cheating. Define cheating. And again, I think that's what it is with women as well. Our definition of cheating is a bit different because it's just like talking to someone or like being quite flirty with someone. Is that cheating? I'm so glad that you asked that question because I was literally about to ask you the oh, same sorry. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I put your no, question. Because this is just like a very natural flowing com- conversation. Do you know what? I think it, I think it's changed purely because of social media now. I think before traditional, oh, this sounds so wrong, but traditional cheating. <laughs> traditional cheating was like, you know, like really cringy, like meeting up at like motels and stuff. Like just like <laughs> meeting up and like, actually sleeping with somebody but actually now I think that we do have to embody everything because if someone if I caught my husband talking to someone in the DM and he was being quite flirty and it seemed like there was the intention to meet up that's definitely cheating to me Mm. but then there are some people that think that if you have a, like if you dance in the club with someone that's cheating it's so I think it comes down to intention like you said if they were chatting on DM and they were going to meet up yeah Mm. That's different to chatting on DM because they've got shared interests. For me, anyway, that's where I join the line, draw the line. It's like, yeah. what's the intention behind it? See, I, yeah. can, I can forgive someone like flirting with someone, to be honest. I can, like, if I saw a DM a bit being quite flirtatious, I'd be like, okay, cool, like, you know, get your kicks. I can understand yeah, that. Yeah. I, I can understand the need for kicks. There's levels to it, and there's loads of levels that it's not like a relationship ending for me. Like, I dance mm. in a club, not relationship ending. Like, having a chat in a DM does not. Like, even flirting, is, it's... I think it might be the physical acts for me. Oh, really? Yeah. So emotional cheating, not so much. It's just like, meh, it's all good. No, it's not all good. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what you're like when you're emotionally connected yeah, to someone. Yeah, so, like, emotional cheating is a lot... But I feel like... Because there is emotional cheating, there's physical cheating, and there is just getting your kicks. No, I know what you mean, because it's kind of like... The, the, the emotional cheating is... Is feels a bit deeper. Yes, like there's a deeper connection, and like that there's a relationship there. Whereas perhaps flirting doesn't. It feels a bit kind of uh, not throwaway, but like there isn't a relationship there. It's not like sustained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, instant. Sustained yeah. is a weird word to use for cheating. <laughs> we were talking earlier as well about that idea of once a cheater, always a cheater. I wanted to see what you two think about that, particularly, I think, for you, Audrey, as someone who's openly and quite bravely said, I've cheated mm. before. Yeah, well, I guess um, not too harsh, but I want, yeah. I, I'm interested to know, like, how does that mm. make you feel? Um, I'm not proud of my cheating ways, but, 
you know, there's context to it. Basically, my theory was always that if someone cheats on me, I will cheat back. Because I think that especially with men, they get away with it so much of women forgiving them. And I think that I'm, I don't want to normalise cheating because it's not okay, but I do kind of want to normalise women cheating. Same. Because yeah. I think that once that's normalised, the men will know that actually they can get it as well. And it's not just something that they do to us and we just accept it. But so that my theory com- comes more from that. Like if he hadn't done what he did to me, I wouldn't have cheated back. There wouldn't have been a need for me to cheat. So... But as far as once a cheater, always a cheater. No, I don't actually agree with that. I don't agree with it I either. Yeah, I don't agree with that because I think that people like people cheat for different reasons and depending on what it is, I think that it's a conscious, it's a choice at the end of the day. And if you choose not to make that choice, the same way you chose to make that choice, you can choose not to do that as well. You're talking earlier about like wanting to normalise the fact that women cheat. Um, do you think that there is this like extra layer of judgment? against women who cheat absolutely like, from other women yes because i it's it's so taboo when you hear that it's the woman that cheated or the woman that did something it's like oh my god i can't believe she did that again it's like we are these like prim and proper human beings who don't have sexual urges or who don't want to be satisfied outside of what we're in sort of thing so for men because it's something that is so normalized and it's something that your parents have told you happened like you've just heard about men cheating for years and years and years so it feels like there's never I've never heard a man cheating and be like oh, I've never been shocked I have never been shocked by any man being told like a man cheated but being told a woman cheats till today I'm still like oh my god and that's also the thing we don't really talk to each other about it you keep it to yourself so yeah. you feel like nobody else is doing it yeah, whereas yeah, men yeah. there's there's songs about it like there's so much things about it so you just know that it's something that they do there's definitely a shame attached to women cheating and it's so true what Tony just said we like women do hide it and unless you ask the direct question to your friends and like have any of you actually cheated like you probably wouldn't really know yeah. because we are shamed for it because it's not something that you hear very often and it's something that you know, we attach with men doing it. And there is there is still this idea like, oh my God, if you, if you cheated on your partner, you cheated on your husband, whatever, it makes you this like bad, dirty sinner kind of thing. Because as women, we're supposed to have more control. We're supposed to be the fairer sex. We're supposed to be the better human. So when we slip up in that way, it is kind of like a, like a dirty strike. Yeah. Especially if you're a parent. I remember when I was a kid, someone in my class, their parents got divorced and it was because the mum had had an affair. And that seemed like the most incendious thing in the world. But even now. Actually, it's it's not. like even hearing that now, it's like, oh my God, what? She did what? Like, it feels really like, it's so sensational. (laughs) So every week on the podcast, we get our listeners to contact us to tell us about their experiences of the topic we're talking about. And this week we've heard from a bunch of women about their experiences of cheating. So we wanted to share one of those experiences with you now just to get your take on it and see what you think. I cheated on my boyfriends when I was younger because I didn't actually want to be in a relationship. I actually wanted to just have sex. But this was in the 2005 to 2010 era when there was a perfect mix of society's expectation that women can only enjoy sex within a relationship and my own young age and inability to identify that I didn't want a relationship, I just wanted sex. The happy ending is that I finally realised this, let myself enjoy having various sexual partners for a bit before I made the conscious and deliberate decision to be in a real relationship. I do feel bad that I hurt my ex-boyfriends, but I try not to be too hard on myself. So I think that's an interesting one because one of the key things she identifies is that 
maybe women sometimes cheat because they feel like sex isn't still accepted outside of relationships do you think that's the case or do you think there's still an expectation that women are in relationships what do you think about all that stuff I don't think now there is an expectation for you to have to be in a relationship to have sex I think if that was a thought process now that is absolutely ridiculous and that will defy every dating app that's ever made because that's not how it works (laughs) sort of thing yeah I think that like I do think it's definitely better now I do think in this day and age like in 2020 it's like women are obviously we're more liberated but do you know what I think I think that we say it more but when it comes down to the crunch we are actually not that brave because I think there's still a stigma about saying to a guy that you want something casual and I feel like we will um disguise it and you know we'll use different language to say ultimately we just want to have sex because there is still like even if you don't want to be with that person like I think that we're so used to being judged that we still frame it in a certain way yeah yeah talking about judgment if a friend tells you that she has cheated how how would you react or how do you think we should react? Do we need to get better at that? I think I'd react quite well. I think, because, do you know what it is? Because my initial thought process is like, oh, she's not happy where she is. That's nice. So yeah. that will be my initial thing. Or it's like, yeah, it would be. You're not, I think my initial, like, what, like, why though? Like, why are you doing it? Yeah, that would be my reaction. I would just say don't get caught. Because, you know, because these things can get really, really messy. And because we're talking about women cheating, I honestly think, like, when it comes to revelations, women get it harder. And people oh, do yeah. look... Yeah, people do look down on us more and they think that, like, we're sordid and we're seedy and we're all and these also, things. And like, also, men are less forgiven of it. Like, they are. So many women forgive their cheating partners. Mm-hmm. So many women do, but men just don't seem to do it. <laughs> yeah. They're able... They really are able to move on from what I've seen, but also it's that thing of if everybody knows... Because I wonder how many men do forgive. We just, but because no one knows about it, and they've just forgiven. Yeah, as opposed to if everybody knows, then they're definitely dumping me. So we have one final question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what makes you uncomfortable? So we'll go to you one at a time. Who wants to go first? Tell me what makes you uncomfortable. It's men being overtly sexy. Oh, like that, like six packs, like putting all down themselves and like like imagine a male stripper like I feel really uncomfortable around that whole world of like magic mic and that that overt like look at me and my oily chest yeah like oh yeah it makes me feel funny I hate it yeah you're not into those kind of Hindus no (laughs) um do you know what really makes me uncomfortable people um that are um people that kind of look down on people that do certain jobs oh yeah like I really it really makes me cringe like it really makes me cringe when people are like um rude to service staff and Mm -hmm. they're just really like smug and just just quite disrespectful like that makes me that just makes me want to jump out of my own skin and if you're with a man who's rude to a waiter dump the man or cheat on him (laughs) couldn't agree more absolutely couldn't agree more yeah there you go there's a point for us to end on Um, so thank you so much for joining us we've loved having you on thanks for having us it was so fun i love this topic (laughs) (laughs) i cheated on my boyfriend of four years when i knew the relationship was headed down the drain 
It was a last ditch effort to get a reaction out of him and see if he cared. He didn't, so that gave me my answer. I was also in a lot of denial about the end of our relationship and terrified of the prospect of being single again, mostly because I'd been out of the game for so long and felt completely disconnected from the single life. I think I wanted to prove to myself that the dating world was still out there and it was still available to me and that there were men who would want me. I don't recommend cheating as a way to find those things out because it's messy and even if the other person acts like they don't care, it will still affect them in some way, be it their ability to trust or their feelings about themselves. Just the act of doing it erases any justification you had for doing it because you're the bad guy by default. Even if it's still a shit thing to do, being able to understand why someone did it is crucial to being able to forgive them and forgive yourself. That was such a brilliant chat and has further reshaped my thoughts on cheating. I think the one thing that really stood out from talking to Miranda was that when women cheat or when anyone cheats, sometimes it's not really about your partner, it's about you. And I think if you're someone who's been cheated on, it's actually quite reassuring because you can see the other side a little bit more and be like, you know what, it wasn't something that I did wrong. It was it was a them problem or it was a them thing that they needed to go through. And also if you are the cheater, that's quite um, empowering to figure out that you just need to work on yourself and, and that's okay because you can do that, you know? Something else I think that's really interesting reflecting on the kind of conversation that we've had today is that even though I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, there are women are cheating as much as men and kind of that um Miranda sees you know equal numbers of of, of men and women who cheat is that I still deep down when I hear that that um that a heterosexual couple I know have broken up because of cheating I still assume it's the guy like I'm still like you were saying surprised to hear that a woman cheats and I just I guess that's just so ingrained in us from kind of the lessons that we've just learned throughout our lives that we'd still just think that it would be a man if it was a man yeah definitely I thought it was so refreshing um and quite brave for Audrey just to say yeah I've done it and this is the reason why and just be upfront about it and kind of you know own her own past but obviously it's not a part of her future and I think we've like dispelled that once cheat always cheat myth a little bit and I also really loved how Audrey and Tolly were talking about wanting to normalise cheating for women just so that men know it can happen too. <laughs> I totally understand why Tolly and Audrey want to normalise the idea that women do cheat. Um, I don't think any of us is particularly pro-cheating, but it is really annoying to think that, you know, men are almost given this free pass that, you know, they're just it's just assumed that they will cheat. Uh, which is like a whole other discussion anyway because that's really damaging and it shows like how low our expectations are for like men um, particularly heterosexual men Um, but I do kind of reject this idea that women I think we all do reject the idea that women only cheat for emotional fulfillment and because there's something lacking in their relationship it just like completely removes all of their agency all of their like sexuality and just reduces them to like the partner of the person they're in a relationship with. And because they're not happy there, then they're going to go and seek fulfillment elsewhere. We just need to, like, 
admit and give women a bit of credit for the fact that sometimes they just want to go and have a shag or sometimes they just want to go and you know scratch an itch is that what you're thinking <laughs> oh to say? god have a cocktail with someone else that's not mm, their partner that would, that would sound a bit more fancy yeah but yeah it's just <laughs> like we need to this kind of myth i think we, that we've dispelled today that that women are only kind of in it when when there's an um, emotional connection is or feel the need to pretend that there's an emotional connection when there isn't um it's just bollocks really so hells yeah that's it this week from am i making you uncomfortable please subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review i'm rachel moss and you can find me at rachel moss underscore and you can find brogan driscoll at brogan underscore driscoll this podcast is produced by rachel porter our sound engineer is hazelhurst and our editor is john johnston You've just listened to Am I Making You Uncomfortable? Hashtag A-I-M-Y-U. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.